I remember when my grandfather died, we brought a Costco sized container of toilet paper. Right. And my mom's like, oh, no, I read like you shouldn't just bring food because they, people's fridges are not that big. And you're having a funeral. So everyone's bringing food or they're bringing flowers. I'm bringing toilet paper because there's going to be more people in that house than normally are there. And like it's she probably idea. hasn't probably what is the size that she buys like a six pack, you know, for two people. So like you bring a big thing and she brought big thing of napkins and like. It's sound and like, yes, you look a little strange walking into a funeral with a big bag of toilet paper, but no one ran out. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the honest convo I had with Kim Hamer in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now and then go back, listen to that one, come back, join this one. Uh, it's, a, it's a good one. It's an honest one. It's an uncomfortable, but like not the uncomfortable, like we're going to make you uncomfortable. It's just that like, it's hard it's to very think. very real. Yeah. It's hard to think about. Like no one wants to think about that stuff. When we say that stuff, we're talking about death. Yeah. So anyways, it's a, it's a bit different than if you listen to the Krista St. Germain death one, uh, that she's a she's actually a grief counts coach where Kim Hamer actually works with grief in the workplace. So two different ways to think about grief and also like how we can work with people. So I think it's really cool. Anyways, before we get into that, today is it's cycle to work day. It's August 3rd. It's August 3rd, which means we are three days from being on tour, which means the house is probably in a crazy hot mess trying to <laughs> pack up a van to be away for I don't know. Is it three, like two and a half weeks? Yeah, a little over two weeks. A little over two weeks. Yeah, we uh, are we are doing an absolute banana schedule, y'all. You guys, at some point, I just think that they thought I was a robot because they're now at 14 cities. <laughs> yeah, we're at uh, uh, Redlands, Long Beach, Bakersfield, um, Hanford. Hanford, which is basically Fresno, Modesto, Fairfield, Sacramento, Bend, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. That's 10. Uh, then Spokane, Spokane, then Whitefish, Montana, Salt Lake City, Utah, St. George, George, Utah, 14 cities, 14 cities, where she's teaching uh, multiple workshops and classes and, you know, like hangout sessions all, yes. at all these different places. And We're, if you're like, oh my gosh, Leslie, you should come to this city. It's on the way. I love you so much. <laughs> Would love to do that next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. We have planned this. Thanks. Uh, we have a headliner uh, We're uh, with Balanced Body. They are helping us make this happen. Yeah. So there's some really- They're sponsoring the tour and we're so grateful for it. Um, and for those of you who are going to be um, joining us at those, uh, uh, those live uh, experiences, uh, you'll be, you know- seeing some new bb gear uh with their contrology stuff and you'll be getting some some goodies from them and everything it's gonna be really fun so yeah. we're super um uh grateful i'm, I'm so grateful also because like it's helpful we could not do 14 cities without their help that would have not even been able to happen it would have been seven so. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean also um 
you know, we don't have that much space in the van. So they're going to be shipping things to different places and all this stuff. It's going to be, it's like full support. So we're fired wow, up about that. Wow, that's, so cr- that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Bounce Body. Uh, so go to opc.me slash tour to grab your tickets. If you know someone who lives in those areas um, or even, you know, a, a short drive away yeah even if it's an hour or two drive come meet us we'd love to meet them meet you also meet the community the amazing people who are already coming to the classes are probably driving as well and like you can meet some more people who are interested in things like you are so it's super fun we're way into community and we're really excited about it after that i get home for like seven days and then i'm off to poland for four days yeah and then i come back and it's agency many times that's seven days of coaching um and Actually, at this moment, if you're not yet on the wait list, you can get on the wait list and get a special opportunity, a special price and join the group a month early and do some weekly homework to get to make the most out of it. So go to profitableapplies.com slash mini, get on that wait list. Once we are- It's free uh, to get on the wait list, y'all. Totally free. And then you'll be given the opportunity to join a month early. Um, so if you know you're going to want to do it, may as well get on the wait list so you can have that opportunity. Yeah, we're going to give you a little bit of prep uh, before mini starts so you can start thinking through a few things. So when the week of mini happens, you've already kind of done some homework, um, some pre-thinking. It's going to make everything uh, a lot, make a lot more sense for you and flow a little easier. So uh, profitablepilates.com slash mini. And then in October, we're going to be in Cambodia. Oh my God. It's we are getting... so excited. Oh, I was just looking at pictures. I just like last got one. like a welling okay. of emotion here. I I'm also, so excited about this. I was just talking to Brad. So the, the day before yesterday, uh, before recording this, so not August 2nd, but at the time we're recording this, I was uh, in Santa Barbara and Brad's like, what are you doing? I said, well, there's this dress I'm going to go buy because it's going to look great in Cambodia at the temples. <laughs> and yes, ladies, you don't want to wear your leggings at the temples because A, yes, they do wick sweat away, but good luck peeling them off and putting them back on in oh. <laughs> when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> you definitely want to be in a beautiful dress. The tourists that I would see from all these different Asian countries would be like wearing these beautiful dresses and heels. And I don't know how they're walking through these temples in their heels, but I can tell you this. I don't wear heels. I wear tennis shoes, but I wear a dress and I always wear a bright color because your pictures will be even more amazing. Yeah, they're so fun. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> lesslielogan.co slash retreat. Yeah, come join um, I, us. There's still room. Um, and then I'm going to go rogue a little bit because we haven't updated November, but I have to tell you this. I am really close to allowing applications for Elevate to happen. Oh, right. And so um, that is, we we open up the doors to the applications to the people on the wait list first. Um, we can only take 12 people in a group. So you want to go to lesslielogan.co slash Elevate to get on that wait list. Um, and we will be uh, doing a little bit of announcement call, Q&A call uh, thing I'm sure soon and applications will be open. Why don't you just briefly share what Elevate is? Oh, that's a great thing, huh? <laughs> don't you read my mind? Don't you know? The secret <laughs> the secret thing I've been doing that we rarely ever publicize. Here's yeah, the deal. exactly. So um, if you listen to FYFs, you might have heard about Elevate Wins because I do share their wins a lot. Um, so Elevate is a mentorship program for people who are already compre- comprehensively trained, meaning you've been trained on the reformer, Matt, Tower, Cadillac, and one to chair. Anything else you've been trained on is a bonus. If you haven't, don't worry about it. Um, you don't have to own those pieces of equipment. You have to have access to those pieces of equipment. Yep. Um, and then But what's the point of it? So what I have found is that way too many teachers have imposter syndrome around teaching. They're more focused on perf- being perfect and uh, with themselves, with their clients. And so the point of Elevate is actually teach you how Joseph Plies taught my teacher and how he taught... So how my teacher taught 
the people that he's been around for decades. And so what I'm actually helping you do is like get rid of all this like rules and mumbo jumbo and like get really back into the intentions of the exercise and have a lot of fun with it. And it's crazy. You will elevate in more ways than one. I always say you're going to elevate your connection to the method, your teaching and your personal practice. But in every group, somebody elevates in how they learn how to work with other people, how they learn how to work with their clients, how they learn how to work with their bosses, how they treat themselves. So it's a journey. It's nine. It's about nine months yeah. From start to finish, give or take due to the calendar. But like it is really fun and we a- meet afterwards, virtually. They get a certificate from us. Yes, you can get CECs from all each of the weekends. Um, we have them separated out so that you can like, you know, use them how you need to. And um while it is virtual, we do let people, if you want to visit Vegas, you can come and be in person for some of the stuff. Um, and so my elevate people get a lot more access to me more than anybody else when it comes to the Pilates method and nerding out, OPC would be the next, the next, <laughs> but you get questions on exercises and your practice, not versus like how to teach it. So elevates the place you want to be if you're really wanting to have an amazing community. And what's so cool is we're about to wrap up round two, round one, can't even wait to meet them. Round three will wrap up in September. And then all of them will be in the, um, in the alumni group together. And I already announced the uh, alumni retreat and people are like, oh my God, I'm coming. So it's just really exciting. Well, I had a, a win that we could uh, briefly say. Oh. Uh, one of our Elevate alumni, Rael, said, uh, I was doing chest expansion on the reformer yesterday. And in particular, it was focused on my fast connection. The carriage just seemed to float forward. And dare I say, it felt easy. And now it's finally clicked. What so many who have taught me were looking for with ground, uh, grounding my knees and pulling my thighs towards each other. So just like even after the program is finished, uh, Rael went through Elevate Round 1. That was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. And that win was from uh, a week and a half ago. So, yeah. uh, you know, oh. it's like continuous uh, focus and wins and what an awesome Round 1 is still having a, it's still having a massive party. Like they still teach each other. They still teach, like their partners still meet up. It's like yeah. kind of crazy. So I love what we're creating. Um, if you are wanting to feel like you have a family, if you're wanting to feel like you have a safe place to ask the questions that really are burning you, if you want to feel like you have a place where you're going to be perfect, that's where Elevate is. Yeah. So go to lesleylogan.co slash Elevate and get yourself on the wait list. Again, that's free. So let's get into it. We have an audience question, though. Yeah, love it. Okay, cool. So Amanda, thanks so much for writing in, uh, said, um, hey, I would love to know uh, your recording prep strategy. Um, I know classical has an order, but every time I write notes for classes, I go rogue. It always seems to work out. But then I'm like, dang, uh, dang it. I wanted to do X and she kind of forgot what she had prepped. So yeah. she, she's clearly talking about, uh, Amanda's clearly talking about filming classes that mu- yeah. must go on some website somewhere. Yeah. So anytime you're filming anything, so somebody, if you're about to skip through it, cause you're like, I don't film anything. Anytime you're about to prepare anything that is for someone else to consume a mm-hmm. speech, whether you're at work and you have to do a presentation, anything like that, this is going to help. I promise you can find yourself in the story. So first of all, I would like to just tell you, I go rogue all the time. <laughs> you, uh, you, in fact, you just went rogue when you were filming for PA. Oh, for oh they literally the stopped and they're like, hey, you want to do this? Uh, and I was like, yep, we're not doing it. This. Oh, I said, I also skipped six exercises right at the beginning. <laughs> um, here's the deal. Like when I I want you to know this. When you recognize you've gone rogue, if you are 
in a position to like stop, pause and potentially go back, ask yourself if you want to, like, does it really make a difference? So I decided in the moment, like I was filming for Polite Anytime, I decided in the moment to, we changed the beginning, which is why that I think that happened. Like I decided to add something into the beginning. And then I got so obsessed with how that felt. I just skipped six exercises of rowing and I realized it too late to go back. There was like, we were like, now we're like 10 more exercises and like it would just have been a disaster and I'm not someone who can like pick up where I left off. So <laughs> I just decided I was going to actually add two of the rowing exercises in, in the kneeling exercise where they could be done and just let it go. Because the reality is, is that those exercises were not put in there to make the point I was trying to make. They were part of the point I was trying to make, but I still had the rest of the exercise that I could call upon yeah and so i gave myself permission like i need you need to know this sometimes what ends up happening is exactly what's supposed to happen because when you're in your head about how you want a presentation to be how you want a class to be how you want anything to be you're like this is going to make the most sense but then you actually are doing it and if you're giving a presentation or a speech you are seeing feedback in real time you're seeing if things are making sense or not making sense so you have to have the ability to go rogue yeah. Or like I would say, be present enough to make uh, game time decisions. Like a quarterback would make a decision like, yeah, you called for me to throw it, but like, I don't have a room, so I got to go here. That's not the quarterback going against the coach. It's like, what's, what is available to me? What can I do right now? So I, I, I think that um, the game time decision and, and actually like being aware of you're, you're almost producing the show while you're doing the filming. Yeah. And that, I would say, is like advanced. Yeah. You know, for example, when you're doing the interviews with the guests here on the pod. Yeah. Um, I used to one, prep so much. Now I don't at all. That's But what one thing that I'm continuously impressed by is your understanding of the emotion of the episode to the point of when you decide, all right, it's time for a commercial break. Yes. Right, where you're actually aware enough in the moment to be like, did we get what we needed to make this a really cool episode? And is like, did we make our point? Did we conclude the thought? Okay, now is probably the appropriate time for break. It's the same way when you're filming an, um, a workout. If you are like, wow, this, this feeling that we just had in our body, I don't even need this next thing. Now, that I would say takes just simply experience and time and consistency of doing it. So until you get to that point, we have a cheat sheet that you can use. We do. It's very simple. Oh, yes. great. I get have another a, point. But get yourself going. a big ass board. Okay. And write your ma your major bullet points of whatever the flow of the class is and put it behind the camera mm -hmm. so that you can still look at the camera, but you can also glance off to the, to the top or the side and you can quickly see the next thing that's on your list. Like, for example, when I was uh, when I flew to Israel to speak to the entire company um, at Monday.com for a presentation that I was making to them. I am not a professional presentation speaker on stage kind of person doing talking points. And so the my coach, I literally had a coach and he said, no, no worries, man, this is gonna be just fine. We're gonna take big eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper and we're gonna take 10 of them and we're gonna write down in big ass capital letters your main bullet points of what your 15 minute speak speaking is going to be about and we're just going to lay them across the front of the stage the audience can't see it they're flat but you as the presenter can easily glance down and see your next bullet point so that you don't get tripped up and you're not yeah. worried about it i was like oh that's a genius tactic so that mm -hmm. worked really well 
The other thing I want to say, uh, yes, some of it just comes with preparation. I mean, I can't even tell you how many classes I filmed at this point between Plies Anytime, right. YouTube, OPC. I mean, OPC was like literally it's two a week times five years. So there's that. You know, yeah, plus, like, plus, I mean, we have more than a thousand videos on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so just like take all this. Like, the other thing is like, one, take your own, like, take. I listen to a lot of podcasts so I can get better at understanding like how, like, how do I wrap a, a conversation up? How do I like, what are some questions that are like, I could have in my back pocket if I'm like, I'm not getting the point I want. Like, what's a question I can ask that I could ask anyone. So I'm not like having to research this person's life story. Yeah. Cause that makes me less present. Right. Then the other, the last point I want to make on this is this, you need to be very clear on who you're talking to. So your audience, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Every, yeah. Anything you see that I have filmed, for sure, <laughs> I have thought of a person. So if an OPC member wants to have a class where they need they have need help on rowing, I'm picturing that OPC member. I'm not picturing mm. all of OPC. I'm picturing that member. Mm, yeah. When I'm teaching tree on the reformer, I know Rachel loves it. So I teach it because I know she loves it. I'm thinking about that, right? Like, when I filmed for Applies Anytime, there's a, uh, there a tutorial coming out about imposter syndrome. Um, it's for newer teachers or people who are like a little lost on their journey. I literally picked a woman that I like, like I've recently spoken to where I was like, this would be, I wish I had this to send to that person. So I pictured where they're coming from, who, like all the things I'm like, I'm, and if you don't have a specific real human, then make one up, but like make them up real, like what got, why are they coming to that class? Why are they coming to this presentation? Why are what they are listening to What, what are their how goals? How are you actually helping them with this? Yeah. Where, where are they come? What's their movement experience if it's a class, right? Like, so if I am teaching a beginner, it's not that I'm just teaching beginner exercises. I'm actually yeah. taking it to a point where a beginner doesn't know a transition. So I'm actually like having to like, so you have to be very clear on who it's for. That is going to take time. <laughs> It's going to take some experience. And then you have to be kind to yourself. If you be, if you went rogue, like just ask yourself, like, did the changes you make just take away from the goal you had? If they did, okay, you filmed it. Go back, add things in. And like, that's what, that's what iMovie is for guys. Like rock <laughs> in, <that>. like edit <laughs> that in. They just like do a little fade, <laughs> fade. Right. But like, I, I think that really helps. And then like knowing that like, it's not supposed to be perfect and people are going to get something out of it. They yeah. really, really will. You know, I'll also say this, speaking of going, this is not even going rogue. When I was filming this, uh, express mat class, my first roll up, my legs came off the ground, like in a teaser. Like I like just went, and I was just like, well, okay, that's the first one. We'll keep going. And I was like, if your legs came up like mine, here's what we're going to do. And I like told people what I was going to do. So like, if you do want, if you do, if you can't, if it's a live thing and you need to like edit in real time, just be transparent. Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect that. Let's go back and do this. I really want you to experience this out of it. People are cool with it. They'll go on the journey. So yep. thanks for the question, Amanda. Also makes you feel real because, you know, then they're like, oh, she's not perfect either. No, so, I'm yep. so excited for people to see. I want to see how many people see my legs come up. I can't wait. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for the question. If you want us to answer a question of yours, you just need to send it to uh, be a pod. Yeah. All right, loves. 
It's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year, and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in, and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Kim Hamer. Kim is a compassionate entrepreneur and author of the book, 100 Acts of Love. Her own experience and empathy have led her to advocate for more effective ways to offer support to others during challenging times of grief. Yeah. We're going to actually have her in agency. Oh, that's so great. I can't wait. Yeah. And also, I really am excited. I want to actually get her book and see her book um, because uh, she... She talked, she didn't say these words, but she's talked about like how chapters bury the lead where like, you know, it's this whole like five pages to get to the fucking point of the thing. And she said she cut all that out. It's just like bullet points and action items all throughout this book, 100 Acts of Love. And she wanted to make a coffee table book where you could flip to any page and would have some practical advice right there. And I I thought that's "That's pretty cool. What a great gift we can give a people. Yeah. I think that's fun. That's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, Well, here's the thing. I, this, I really love this whole thing. She was like, um, I love that she said, uh, finding silver linings. Now there's a caveat to this. She said, um, that what makes life amazing is that there, we have the ability to find the silver linings. However, it is not for those of us who are friends of people going through the grief. It is not our job to point out the grievers silver lining. So find silver linings in your own life, but let's not find silver linings for the people going through the grief. Like, oh, well, they, you know, like, like they had a great life while they're here. It's like, uh, no, you don't say that. You don't get to say that. Like, yeah. you know, and this just happened. Um, one of our friends, um, uh, their cat died mm. and it was right after like they like some stray dog ended up in their backyard. They saved this dog. They get this dog to the right foster group, all these things. And then the person who had helped with the dog called up and said, hey, your cat is someone hit your cat. And like, I found myself trying not to even bring up a silver lining, like, because there's this like innate thing, like, okay, I want to cut through the, this pain that's in this state right now. And all I did was like, I'm just going to hug you right now. That really sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. I'm so sorry that that happened on the, like, I just, that's a terrible day. Like you helped some, helped a dog and you lost a cat. Like that's awful. So let me just hug you right now. She can find her own silver linings if there are any, that's not my job. However, I can find silver lines in my own life. And she mentioned... Well, I think I think that like uh, the natural inclination is to come up with a reason, an excuse or a justification. Excuse is the wrong word, but just like... We like reasons. You we have like to explain, reason. you know, we, we... I feel like the closing the loop, it's the open loop, closed loop thing here. Yeah. And it's for you as the friend feeling the need to have a closed loop for you. And that's where this becomes selfish, right? Your job is not to close their loop. 
No. You can't do it. All you can do is support them in the experience that they're having. And when we come to the table and say, oh, well, you know, um, this just must be, you know, uh, the will of God or something like that. Like, that's the one that comes to me the most um, obvious because when I grew up in the church and that's what everyone said, oh, this is preordained or this is like out of your control or any of those things. That was never satisfying. It always actually made me angry. And also, um, you know, it's like, it actually just makes the person who I was talking to feel like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't need to worry about this because it's out of uh, it's it's controlled by somebody else or whatever. Yeah. And so they were saying it for fucking them, not for me. Yeah. Right. And so we may inadvertently be doing exactly that same thing yeah. when we're trying to help someone come up with a reason for why it happened. And really, you don't need to do it. In fact, it doesn't support them at all to yeah. do, doing that. But if you are the one who is going through the grief or the loss or both, which is both, uh, you can find your own silver lining at some point. So she had wanted to speak at an event and she applied and she got accepted. And so she asked her son to give her feedback on her speech. Mm. And this is after her husband, after her husband passed away. And, um, she, it was like really fun because she got feedback from him and she was able to say like, I'm, you know, thank you for this. Your, your dad would have been really proud of you if he was still here. And then she realized if her husband was alive, she might not have even asked her son for support. So the bond she's having with her kids is at a different level because of their shared loss. And she said, like, if my husband had been around, like, you know, I probably would have asked him. Would have asked him. And I never would have asked my, child, and, my, my son. And, you know, I think that that's really special. I think it's really special. So, you know, finding... Now, uh, here's another thing I want to say about that. That didn't happen for years. Yeah. Until after her husband passed away. Yeah. So her, years. you know, finding something good in it was way after the fact. And that's okay. Yeah. I think that's okay. We actually had somebody like after Krista's um, uh, episode dropped, we were talking about like the heart actually breaks, like the art, that's Mm. like an actual feeling that the heart has. And somebody like wrote in, you know, like I couldn't, I didn't think I'd make it past year one. I can't believe I'm at year five. Like it's okay for it to take a long time. I don't think that we're, you know, you don't have to have a timeline. So anyways, you don't have to find the silver lining right away, but I just love that she tells people who are going through this to find their own or she's telling us if we're going through this to find our own maybe she's not telling other people so anyways i love that what did you love yeah so basically the like getting into her story where tragedy happens and then her friends around her were trying to help but they don't really know how to help and she had this really interesting experience where her kids were like, hey, mom, um, so cool that everyone keeps dropping off food, but do you think they could drop off something other than lasagna? <laughs> because we're done with the lasagna. Because the, you know, same same, same situation, right? Like that's what um, in the church that I grew up in, whenever there was something that happened, everyone would make food. And that is a great thing. I'm not saying don't do that. But there's way more than just food that people need. And, uh, you know, and I thought that was really, I never actually really thought about it like that. So I just thought that was really interesting because ultimately it came down to similarly, when you're trying to support someone, you don't know how to, uh, what do we offer? We say, Hey, I'm here to, to help you in anything that you need. You just let me know. Yeah. Right. And I, it was like, 
Well, of course, I've said that. I mean, I'm here for you. I actually genuinely meant that. But the problem is a couple of things. She said there are four reasons why you should not say, uh, if you need anything, just let me know. And this was so well thought through. So I'm just going to actually read them. Uh, she said, it fails to connect with the person. Uh, and that phrase does not acknowledge their pain. Hey, if you need anything, just let me know. So that's kind of like, you're not actually acknowledging. No, them. I say that too. We say that to our teammates who are not going through grief. We're like, if you need anything, call us. Like, <laughs> you know, like just on a project. So it's not acknowledging grief of any kind. Yeah. So two, um, the term anything, let, if you need anything, let me know. It's too vague and it's too overwhelming. It's actually too grandiose. It's too large at the moment. They're like, okay, anything, anything. But they can't, they're, they're not thinking straight. So they can't like say, I need this one specific minor detail, you know. And so when, when it comes down to it, unless they're your bestie, um, chances are unlikely that they're going to be like, oh, I do need to help with something. Uh, but when they realize it two weeks later, they're probably not going to reach back out to you. Right. Uh, she said, it's too big, uh, for anybody to get their head around. It's just too much. So instead of, if you need anything, let me know. What if instead you said, you know, if you need help with dropping the kids off at school, or if you need help with, you know, getting gas for your car, or if you need help with, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but the, the word anything is just way too vague. Three, you put a lot, you're actually taking <laughs> inadvertently most likely, but you're actually putting the pressure back on them, right? Uh, because you're now saying to them, you have to come up with the thing that I can help you with, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's awkward for them. Maybe it's like, you know, again, they can't think of it in the moment. When they do think of it, it's too late for well, them to reach also, out to you. Like, yeah, I just think like there's some simple things. Just drop off some Visa gift cards, y'all. Like they can just cash. Like, totally. Yeah. I mean, like also, I'll never forget. I remember my when my grandfather died, we brought a Costco size container of toilet paper. Right. And my mom's like, "Oh no, I read like you shouldn't just bring food because they, people's fridges are not that big, and you're having a funeral, so everyone's bringing food or they're bringing flowers. I'm bringing toilet paper because there's gonna be more people in that house than normally are there, and like it's she probably idea. hasn't." Probably what is the size that she buys? Like a six pack, you know, for two people. So like you bring a big thing and she brought big thing of napkins and like it's sound and like, yes, you look a little strange walking into a funeral with a big bag of toilet paper, but no one ran out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's totally. Um, so, you know, the, the, when you're saying, uh, you're actually putting the pressure back on them mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, that's kind of awkward, but if you were specific, um, you know, then it doesn't, you're not putting the pressure back mm -hmm. on them. Um, or you can say to them, Hey, um, if you can't think of anything right now, I will check back in with you in a week. Right. Yeah. And then we can have that conversation when, you know, what, what you know, at a different time, that's yeah. better for you. And number four, she said, people are generally, generally reluctant to ask for help, you know, even if you've offered and this uh, when you say, hey, let me know if you need anything, uh, you're actually adding an additional burden on on them who they're in an extremely vulnerable state right now. And unless they're your bestie, like I said, they're probably never going to reach back out. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's I, I, I didn't realize that one, you know, phrase that we probably think is actually helping is absolutely not helping. No. In fact, I started because I interviewed her a while back and, you know, our friends were uh, going through like some travel stuff and like someone like they are having trouble. And I said, do you need any help with the dogs? Right. I can come by. We can come by. Do you need help with the dogs? And she said, no, I don't think so. And I said, you're overwhelmed right now. I'm going to text you tomorrow and just make sure that you don't need any help. 
yep. with dogs. And I did. I said, hey, just double checking. Do you need help with the dogs? And because it was specific enough, she and like I knew I could hand I knew I could take that on. Like that's also a very important thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't put you in overwhelm. Right. Cause then then you're no good to anybody. And we'll talk about more, more about that in the be it acronyms. It's like maybe take a moment and just ask your ask yourself right now, what could I help out with? What are some things that I could actually help people do? Like, what would that be? And then also maybe think about if I was going through something, what would I really need to make sure was happening? Mm. Like, you know, like, and then just make that list so that either way you're like kind of ready to go and you feel very prepared. I don't know. That's what I would do. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I was just thinking, I'm like, um, somebody needs to make sure they can call the dog poop guy. Somebody needs to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Prepared for catastrophe. Yeah. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Kim Hamer? Um, I'm gonna hop in here. So she said, actually, think uh, if you're the friend of someone who you know may be going through catastrophe, think about what specific offering you could give to them. Uh, you I know, just oh, I just got got really excited. I just gave yeah. people that. <laughs> well, you did it from the perspective of I'm I may go through catastrophe, and this oh, yeah. is what I could need help with. Yeah, this is the reverse. This is the friend. You're the friend of the person who's going through the catastrophe. Why not think about it now ahead of time? What is your giving superpower? What is the one amazing thing that you know without a shadow of a doubt that that they you could help with and be you know and do it in joy and all the things and. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting. She said that her superpower is cleaning kitchens. She's like, hey, you know what? 
I would love to come over to your place and give me four hours. I'm going to tear your kitchen apart and clean the whole damn thing and, and set you up. Right. Oh, that's crazy. That would be an amazing way to support someone in, you know, a moment when they probably can't even think about it, you know, and also what happens when you're in grief. If you've ever gone through a really dark part of your life, guess what you don't do? You don't do the fucking dishes. <laughs> you don't. You just don't do them, right? You probably start buying paper plates so you can just throw things out or you just leave it in the sink. I mean, I've been there, you know, so uh, that is like an incredible offer and they may feel embarrassed, but you're there to support, like get them, you know, back to a place where at least they're back to zero in the kitchen or, or you know, back to level mm -hmm, in the kitchen. So what can you do? for them. Maybe you are a mechanic. Maybe you are a dog walker. Maybe you are, uh, you've got kids yourself and you can, you know, take the, take them to the park or something. I don't know. But what is your, uh, superpower that you could offer to help them out in, in a moment of need? And that's something that in what, if you think about this ahead of time, guess what you're not saying? Hey, what can I, can I do anything for you? No. Now you're saying, Hey, can I, you know, like, can I put a stop on your mail for the next month? So you don't have to deal with it. Can I, I don't know, whatever it is, the thing yeah. that you can do. I love that. I think that's a great one. Yeah. I also think I, I said it already, but, uh, and, uh, you know, offering more than once is really important because, uh, you know, I feel like, again, as the, as the friend of someone going through it, it's really easy for us to say, well, I offered. All right. So, um, she talked, uh, about a few things that I want to address. Cause I think this is a really good be it stuff. So if you're going through grief, feeling your feelings. She said, get those feelings out of your head. She wants you to have a good cry, be pissed, uh, yeah. write it down. Um, but really most importantly, whatever you're feeling, let that, let all of that out because it's, if you suppress those emotions, if you just try to like have, have it all together, it can unintentionally affect you at work can affect your family can affect everything. And like, as people are expect, if you go through a loss, people expect you there, it's okay. And also like from Krista's thing, like we all handle the grief differently. So some people it might be delayed. So if you aren't crying right away, like there's nothing wrong with you, but like when you do have those feelings, go ahead and feel them. And, um, then we talked about, uh, for those who are the friends, <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you. <laughs> um, said, put yourself in their shoes. I think that will also help with like knowing what to say or knowing what to offer is yeah. like being putting yourself in their shoes. Like what would you need if you were in that situation? Allow yourself to feel emotions for them and what they're going through. Um, she said the person you're trying to help will feel if the you, emotions. She'll feel yeah. it. And they uh, may be completely unable to articulate what they're feeling and that you're going to feel them. And um, so if you are trying to suppress things, trying to be like, fine, everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine so that you can be fine. Yeah. If it's you're like pretending that everything's normal, um, it's not normal. And and actually, one thing that I found really, uh, really interesting was when you, you actually said this to her, you know, when people, um, they don't want to share a win with me because I experienced grief. I'm experiencing grief and my friend decided not to share that they were engaged. And they thought, well, I don't want to like, I don't want to make them feel bad that I'm having success in my life or a win in my life or something joyous when they're feeling like shit right now. And for the person going through the grief, you know, yeah, I guess it could come across though. If you're, if you're rubbing it in their face, then don't be an asshole. But they also want to know that life is still going on, that they're, you know, well, they don't want to be cut out of the loop. It makes them feel more, more isolated. More isolated. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then, um, she said, if they don't call you, it's not because they're mad at you. <laughs> right. 
It's understand that the person doesn't reach out. It's not a reflection of your actions. They have so many bigger things to deal with. Um, so just empathize with their situation and prioritize their needs over personal concerns. And she said, send them a lot of love. Yeah. Like, send them a lot of love. And I think we don't Even just a text someone. message of like, hey, I was just thinking about you. I love yeah. you. Yeah. And not and not expecting anything back in return. Yep. Um, so anyways, I know we did two episodes on grief. You guys, she actually does, uh, grief in the workplace talks because uh, like she was at, she noticed how to her work, like no one really knew how to handle it. And like, there's people like all the time, like, you know, I remember like one of our friends, um, they, they were supposed to go on maternity and paternity leave and they lost the baby. Right. And like, the workplace wasn't really able to was support. It, they did, just didn't know what to do. So like, I mean, yeah, my coworker died. He was like, my, I, I reported to him <laughs> and yeah. and then all of a sudden, like he wasn't, he was gone. And, and like, you know, I think, I think my office, like they came through and we're like, Hey, um, you know, we're going to have like a, we're going to have a moment, um, as a team, you know, for Steven was his name. And, but it still didn't like, that, that was like a good first start. And I'm glad that happened. But then after that, it was as if he was never there. And that was weird as fuck. Yeah. That's you know? really, that's really weird. Yeah. And I, you know. And I think people don't really know. And it's like, yeah, it's work, but it doesn't mean that like you didn't have a relationship with this person. Exactly. And so it's like, it's just, so I think it's really great. And that's why she's coming into agency to talk with us. Because like, I always would remember like, oh my God, what if my 9am clients are dead? Like, yeah, you know, like that's not, that's like a whole different way of losing, a, losing a client. So at any rate, you guys, um, I hope that this really helps you be it till you see it when it comes to these, like not so fun, exciting things to talk about in our lives that will happen. Yep. So I'm Lessa Logan and I'm Brad Crowell. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you going to use these tips in your life? We want to know. So tag Kim Hamer, tag the be it pod and until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally, to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. 
And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are at beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!